Emotions there and best of my love. You're listening to Girls Around Town here on 107.8 FM with me, June Rollins. And as I said, a little bit earlier than originally planned, my guest for today, who I'm delighted to say is sitting opposite me in the studio. It's so much nicer being face to face. Angie, good morning. Thank you very much indeed for coming over. Um, you've come from the Southwell area this morning, haven't you? That's you've right. driven over from there. Right, what we're going to do, we have got um, just over five minutes or just under five minutes to talk for the moment and then we'll pick things up in the second hour of the show. But can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm Angie. Um, I'm Angie Amajaya. I'm actually from Indonesia. Um, but I've been in this country for about 26 years or so. Um, but I've only moved to the hot barn around 2019 uh, to join Jonathan and his family um, at the farm. So I currently am part of the hot barn team now. And your background now, you've you've got a a PhD, I think, haven't you? I do. I do have a PhD in sound installation art. So it was a practice-based PhD. And that that was, you you did that over here in the UK? Yes, Yes, I did it at the University of York. Yes. When did you move over to the UK? I moved when I was 16 to do my A-levels. Right. So you've been here a little while. Yes. I'm not going to be personal and ask you how many (laughs) years. Um, We will will say a little while. And did you come, uh, when when did you come to this part of the world, to Newark and Sherwood, to the Southwell area? Uh, 2019. Right. So it's about two years. Relatively recent. Two years ago. Yeah. Just before all the trouble started. That's right. Right, so well, most most yes. of the most of my period here is actually <laughs> lockdown. So so you haven't actually had that much opportunity to explore. Not really, the area, I'm afraid. No. <laughs> so you are based. You you actually live in that uh, in that in the hot barn. That's right. Yes. Um, I was going to say field, but I presume you don't live in a field. But you, you know what I well, mean. Well, the hot yeah. barn is actually part of a working farm. Yes. So, but uh, what's interesting about the farm is thirty percent of that has been given to the wild now, and it's under the HLS grant. Right. Um, so I'm just really lucky to have such a beautiful nature trail right at you know on my doorstep really and and especially at the moment being able to get out and about and something like that yeah Yeah, it's just it was so important i think i mean we were living in manchester in an apartment i couldn't imagine going through lockdown completely in an apartment with no gardens absolutely yeah to go to i mean it's difficult enough living in a house with a bit of a garden and being stuck indoors but um i can imagine in a big city i mean i've lived in big cities um a lot of my life but being in a big city and not being able to go anywhere must be for for those people must be really really must have been really difficult i mean i have loads of artist friends uh, across the globe um some of them are in japan some of them in china and they do live in apartment and all they could see is another apartment yes. window across <laughs> yes. so i do try to cheer them up from time to time and say are you okay you know i'm here yes and and send them lovely photographs Absol- of, of what you're well, surrounded well, well actually that's sometimes not a good idea yeah, I mean, it? it might make them feel more depressed yes, i think yeah indeed. but i'm just really lucky to to be able to have some time to myself just walking along the beautiful trees yes. and um, because we also uh, the nature trail itself is part of it, it has got a dumble in it it's extremely beautiful to walk down into the dumble into the waters mm. see the little fishes uh, so, so you are really surrounded by nature it then. is very much yes, so yes. yeah and and i'm guessing that a lot of people don't know about it no it's probably a good idea uh, we're <laughs> telling them now but uh, that's right it's, it's, it is hidden away isn't it it's sort of uh, well, it's not priv- hidden in a bad way but you it's, know, it's, well, it's private into, you yes. can't there is no public access to mm. it uh, mm. at all um 
and it's been in the generations. It's been in the family generations for three three generations now. Um, really? Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's very beautiful that where we live, it's very beautiful, and we would love to share it with everyone. Yes, yes, that's, that is the, the big thing, isn't it? And that's what you were going to be talking about, one that's of the right. ways that you're going to share it. So you say part of it is still a farm. What, yeah. what, what kind of things do they we're, farm? Uh, we're actually a hotel for pigs. So, oh, right. So we're B&B for pigs, actually. Oh. Uh, uh, but right. also we grow arables like wheat and barley. Oh, right. That's... Um, I, I, I'm a bit gobsmacked about that one. Hotel for pigs. I've never heard of a hotel for pigs. Is, we don't actually own just, the pigs. Yes. We just take care of them. Yes. We we house them. We make sure they're fed and and you know and taken good care of. Fantastic. <laughs> That's very unusual. Right. We are rapidly heading up to the top of the first hour here on Girls Around Town, and of course that means we are going to get the news headlines and the weather, which. Looking out of the door, still looks as though it's not too bad out there. The sun has disappeared, but um, hopefully it's not going to be too bad a day. Um, After the weather, um, a little bit of music, and then we'll be talking to Cathy again um, in a lot more detail about the Hot Barn and also about this one particular event that's... Well, this one particular event and one or two others as well. But in particular, the Living Landscape, which starts in just over a week. Yes, that's right. September. Um, so stay with us. We will be back, as I say, in oh, about 10 minutes time after you've heard the weather, uh, the news and a couple of pieces of music. And you can find out all about what goes on at the Hot Barn and what is starting to happen on the 1st of September. And if I remember rightly, running through October and November as well. And um, Angie will be telling us all about that in about 10 minutes time so stay with me we'll be back in just a little while online on fm and up to date on social media we are radio new Welcome back to Girls Around Town here on 107.8 FM with me, June Rollins. I am going to be with you for the next 50 minutes or so and also with you and with me. And as I keep saying, because I'm so excited about this, live in the studio. I've got live guests in the studio back with me again. Only one at a time, only one a week, but it is fantastic. And this week's guest, Angie, is here sitting opposite me at the desk. We've been talking in general about the hot barn uh, a little while ago but now we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty so angie tell us a little bit about it tell about the background um the reasoning the um the aims that sort of thing right so um at the hot barn uh visitors can discover art music and nature um and i lead the program of arts and activities and uh and also exhibitions over there um so for the public, we engage with them through visual arts. So in terms of the living landscape, it's mm-hmm. visual artworks that's installed in the landscape yes. itself. But we also offer live music events like folk music. And, and I noticed actually on the on the initial information you sent me, you've got um, well, at least three or four coming up. Uh, that's musical right. type things over, over the next month, haven't you? So... Um, We've, we've already established that it's between Southwell and Upton. That's right. Tucked away in a quiet little spot. Um, and it sounds really... I haven't had a chance to come and see you, but it sounds really, really pretty and really... I, I think 
um, particularly at this time uh, with what we've all been going through sort of stress relieving to be in that sort of situation i would imagine for visitors that's right soothing i think is the word isn't it well it was really lovely because we had a spring exhibitions called uh, a little bird told me um and visitors i could see a change in, in them mm. when you meet them at first um, especially when they have kids and they try to get the kids ready on time <laughs> for the exhibition you can feel the parents going oh i'm really already tired i don't know if i can face it but actually when they got here and then when they finish the trail and they meet me back again at a car park where i say goodbye to them i could feel the energy completely 180 degrees turn yes. mm-hmm. they're yeah. really calm they're walking ever so slowly and they have that you can tell that they've recharged their soul in sure. some way yeah it's kind of like that deep breath that you've taken and then yes that's right it and you just so yeah the, everything sort of oh yes exactly what we're doing here that we're, we're exactly sort of arms and, oh you know uh, absolutely and i mean that's what the hobbins trying to do the hobbins trying to connect, uh, unite the art and nature but in a very um naturalistic way um we're looking at artworks that respect and appreciate nature and hopefully bring a better awareness of how we can be more responsible to the environment so, and now we know it's relatively recently started when 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 did the first members of the public get to have a look have a have actually a spring this year that, that was the, the very one. first yeah. mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. yes that's um, right um, and a little bird told me you said it's called what what kind of things were they looking at for this one well the little bird told me i i put out 22 art books so i've actually opened it to a certain page of a certain artist that have been inspired by birds. Right. So so each artwork is it could be a painting it, it was a one of it was a sound installation one of it is a video installation by Ville Viola. So it's various artworks but I was very specifically targeting artworks that is inspired by birds or uh, there's an Alexander McQueen of a black dress of black feathers um, what I wanted the experience to be where they came they see the art books they see what artworks have been created and then they go on the nature trail where they do hear the birds yes. and they see the birds on the land and they see the connection and what's lovely as well even included a 17th century Japanese screen of a Japanese crane so you know we've always been interested and in love with birds for since forever (laughs) isn't it and i i wanted to i wanted to complete the cycle of the experience Mm. that it's not just a painting you see in front of you but it's actually beyond that you experience the birds yourself yes yes now i have to admit um birds in artwork um yes lovely but I am actually frightened of I mean, literally terrified of birds. Um, I am one of these people who has to walk um, oh, in a huge twist round. I don't know if you know, for example, um, Nottingham City Centre, the Market Square. Um, right. It was always full of pigeons. I, yes, I'm from right. Nottingham, um, born and bred. And whenever I was in the Market Square, and to a lesser extent here in Newark, I would have to divert all over the place to avoid the pigeons. Now, um there have been a lot more birds out and about during lockdown, haven't we? Yes, we know that's right. That. And so, so long as they are at a distance, I'm all right. <laughs> right. And in fact, during the first lockdown, I made quite a big thing of this at the time. Um, I was self-isolating for no particular reason other than, you know, that's what we were supposed to do. And um, the only conversations I was having was with, were with the um, supermarket, till at the tills at the supermarket. So thank you and yes please all all that kind of thing but i did have one conversation with a robin 
which perched on the, <laughs> on the um, fence outside my back door and it was sitting there and we had it was a very short conversation i'm a sudden hit <laughs> it was like it, he was so he she i don't know was so sweet and i did actually go on social media and say i'm starting to worry about myself here because i'm having conversations with robins you know this Aww. this isolation has gone on too long <laughs> so as i say I, i am not a fan of birds up close but you but know birds they, is a very important indicator of how healthy the land is yes so we imagine. actually use that to tell us how because we are I, we see ourselves as caretakers of this land and guard guard as yes. guardians of this yes. land so we have to make sure it is free from pollution we have to make sure that it's healthy and thriving and one good indicator is seeing how the birds thrive yes. in the land mm-hmm. and since 2009 71 birds have been sighted on yeah. this land and that is quite a phenomenal yeah. uh, yes. number yes I, I, and and I, i'm assuming as well that that is the reason why there are so many birds in towns and whatever because or were during lockdown and, and obviously we're, we're a bit released now but there was no Um, no pollution from car. Well, it's not actually. Pollution. It's not just noise. Uh, it's not. It's not only just uh, pollution, like air pollution, mm. but actually noise yes. pollution because the birds yeah. get confused Absolutely. when they're doing their bird song. They get you know there's there's um, filtering issues of cars driving past, masking what they're hearing from each other, not being able to com- communicate with each mm. other. Mm. So yeah, no, it's been the lockdown has been incredible for the wildlife. It really has, but I I hope. To go forward, we find a better balance. I yes, think, yes, to yeah, to be able to support them. Hopefully, it, I mean, we've we've learned a lot through lockdown, from lockdown, haven't we? And hopefully, some of the things that we've learned, we will put to good use in terms of the environment um, and and nature and all that. Yes, sort that's of right. Thing. I hope we don't we don't forget. Yes, you know, we, yes, we don't yes. forget that there there is a way. There is a better solution Indeed. than currently what we we're doing right now. Absolutely. And hopefully, we don't forget that we could actually find a better balance because it's shown in the lockdown there is there are ways of working around that of not having to, not all of us having to drive to work uh, you know people some people yes. have opted to work from home because yes, it's better yes. lifestyle is better for them than having to spend hours and hours on, in the car yes. in traffic jams yes. and so on <laughs> and, and and I know that um people are being encouraged even now that we are theoretically completely out of restrictions people are being encouraged to at least work from home partly you know part of the time aren't they for, for um and as somebody who works from home anyway you know uh, yes there are advantages there are disadvantages if you're stuck at home all day um on your computer or on your uh, uh, you know writing or whatever it does get a bit lonely but if you but can find the, yes. the i mean the right when level, during know. lockdown i actually had some um online meetings yes. and i actually had them outdoors so i was walking the trail and you know i was just having i was chatting to them while yes. i was walking outside mm. just to give myself some time outside of, yes. of sitting yes. on it at a desk and yes. on the table yeah. yeah um and certainly in the first lockdown we were lucky with the weather as well weren't we because it was very good yes weather. that's right it's not been quite so good this past storm but so um Yes, there are there, there have been advantages to the current situation and hopefully as you say we will learn from that and continue in terms of nature and and the environment mm. and wildlife in particular and that's something that um is um, uh, high on your agenda over there at the hot barn I'm sure. Right, let's have a little bit more music and then we will talk in more specific detail about this particular event that starts a week on 
Yes, it, it will we, be open to we, public on the 1st of September. Tuesday. So it's about, yeah, is a week on Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday. So Wednesday. It is, isn't it? Um, and also... Um, talk about some of the people taking part because when i looked at the list of articles i recognized a couple of names yes. people i know personally so we will talk about that in just a moment let's hold a bit more music first radio bill medley and jennifer warns there of course and i've had the time of my life from the epic Dirty Dancing. And as I say, every time I play this on air, that is going to be the first song played out at my funeral because hopefully by the time my funeral comes along, I will have had the time of my life. Anyway, on a brighter note, it's hardly that bright, is it, to talk about a funeral on a Sunday morning? Um, I am talking to Angie from the Hot Barn. We've talked about the general um, background to the location, what it is, where it is, and the um, reasoning behind it, the different thing, one or two of the things that it does. But as I've already said, there is one very important event coming up. Uh, I'm sure all your um, uh, events are important, aren't they, um, Angie? But one particularly important event coming up a week on Wednesday, and we're going to get a little bit more information about that now. So tell us the, the reasoning behind it, how it came about, basically, first of all. So uh, Living Landscape is uh, an open-air uh, exhibition. Uh, it's curated by myself and Rebecca Blackwood. Um, it is a collection of 11 artworks on the trail. Uh, we've, we've just been immensely grateful to all the contributions and amazing artists and makers that uh, have decided to come on this journey with us um, and a lot of patience with us as well. <laughs> uh, and it's, just, it's been incredible to watch them grow together with us. Um, and I love working with every one of them because they're really focused they're 100% driven and they really want to respond to the land some of them have fallen in love with the land just as we have and it's really nice to see what they came up with so so presumably they they produce the they do the initial work on the um, on whatever it is that their artwork piece of artwork is in their studios or something no some of them actually created on site and some of them actually lived with us because we're, uh, the Hobbon itself is an art residency space where it's an accommodation of three bedrooms attached to a studio, a working studio. Right. So we have sometimes live music bands come to, to re- record an album, to cut an album. Some of them have come to, uh, it's like a dance, we have dance floors we can lay out. So it's very multifunctional, mm-hmm. the studio itself. Mm-hmm. But what's nice as well that, um, like, you know, we have artists like... Uh, like Harris Kitos is one of them. So he came from London and he lived with us for two weeks to create the work on site. Right. So quite a lot of the artworks is actually created on site using the, the materials itself from the land. Like Susan Isaac is another one that I think Susan, Susan is the I one know. that you yes. know very well. Yes, so indeed. Susan has been um, like harvesting a lot of willow branches like that has fallen off the tree naturally to the ground. As so she and I have been carting on wheelbarrows like hundreds and hundreds of these branches from along the entire trail. So, so it's different kinds of artwork. For example, somebody else that I know who is um, involved is... Um, the photographer um Sam- samantha hook samantha yes. yes yes i know samantha so um the artwork that's on display you've got kind of different things that's right yes. so, so tell us without at this moment going into individual details of, of the artist so what kind of 
type of art is there? You know, sculptures, paintings, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? What, what, what kind? What, what, what? There's a word for it, and my brain's gone. What, uh, what media are they? What, are they working right. in? Yeah. Well, actually, it's quite it's quite a wide range. Uh, we have we have installations, we have uh, photographic images on. We have uh, a poem. We have five poems on the trail itself um, right. that's so being read by the poet. And you could uh, you could actually scan it a QR code that takes you to here mm-hmm. it being read yes. by the poet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the string Harris Kitos has made a string installation. Um, Susan's one is all willow uh, and and weaving through the trees um, beautifully. Um, there's perspex and great perspex media as well. Um, there's boulders. There's uh, <laughs> there's a monolith as well. I just it's quite a variety. So so, so whatever your um, interest in in art, there there will be something um, there that you think that that's my that's my sort of <laughs> me for example. I'm a writer. So if if, ah. the, if there's the written word in one yes. way, shape, or form, it's going to appeal to me more perhaps than some of the other things. I mean, I'm sure um, everyone would be interesting to see, but if you've got a particular interest, then you're going to be drawn to that particular item, aren't you, or those particular items. Now, you, you said one person, one of the artists is from London, but there are quite a few of them are, are locally based. Most of them they? are local, mm-hmm. that's right, mm-hmm. yes. So within the Nottinghamshire kind of area. Right, Um we know it starts on when a week on Wednesday. We know it's going through till November. So, time-wise, I mean, it, 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 is it specific times of the day? Well, actually, um, it's only open four days a week, right? And, and within uh, each day, there's only three slots available. There are right. only three slots available. We are re- really restricting the number of people that can come because it protects the wildlife. We don't want it to be trampled to death. No. Um, and also, it gives you exclusive access. So on that very specific slot that you booked, it, it's just you and your family right. and your group walking right. along the trail by yourself. So, so it's a completely different experience, for, Com- for example, going to, I don't know, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think maybe a... a, a uh, a local farm or, or you know uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for my brain is really not going too well today but rather than going to an attraction in inverted commas yes. albeit it's an outdoor one it's a completely different experience it's, it's almost like having your own it is it is you. I mean I'm I'm actually quite small I mean you know what you, know, you see me I'm actually a very tiny little girl um and so I've, you know, I've been to so many exhibitions where I see more heads than paintings, yes, and it's yes, really yes. irritating to me. I want my silence. I want my peace when I when I look at the work, so I could have that dialogue with yes. the painting, yes. with the artwork. Uh, and I and I hope by doing it this way, you know, you you get that chance to enjoy the artwork by yourself. Yes, yes, uh, especially. In, in the environment that you're in, you know, this at the beautiful outdoors and whatever, you that that kind of peace is even more important than normal, isn't it? If you, That's if, right. If you were in a, I don't know, a, a busy art gallery, for example, it wouldn't be the end of the world if there were quite a lot of other people there. But you are, by having a lot of people going on this trail together, you'd be almost wiping out the main reason for it wouldn't you um or the main reason is to see the artwork but it's also to enjoy it in a very specific type of setting 
I mean, obviously, when you walk in the trail, you're gonna hear the birds around yes. you. You're gonna hope you you never know. You might never you might see the roe deer that's actually living on the farm. There's uh, badgers everywhere. There's lots of badgers living really? at the farm. Yeah, moles, badgers, foxes. Um, it's quite a lot of wildlife. Yeah. So, so all that is an integral part of it. But yes, it is yeah, all part yes, of the experience yeah, of being with absolutely. us. Absolutely. So, um, people have to book in advance, obviously. Yes. Um, and as you say, there are very, very limited number of um, availability. Um, how do they book? So, you can visit our website, which is hopbarn.org.uk, and you can they will take you to the Living Landscape page where you can find a link to the Eventbrite. To, to book your slot fantastic now also i think on that on that website um there is um a lot of information about the individual artists that's right if you yes. want to know uh, a little bit about each artworks or each artist that's uh contributing they're all on that same page brilliant so that's fantastic now um just just tell us we've got oh four or five minutes before i play the next piece of music just pick out one or two of the artists involved to tell us a little bit more about well um we uh every visitor that comes uh they will begin their journey by an artwork by jeff molyneux and it's called moving mountains it's based on his long-standing practice of moving uh stones and rocks uh, from places uh, all across the world actually i mean you would find a, a stone that he would take from japan and then it's it's actually left behind at the Lake District. Uh, it's I love I love it. I love what he's doing, and so he's inviting all visitors to bring their stones. You know, uh, collecting stones is all intrinsic, isn't it? All of us have done it. My yes. oh my daughters constantly. I mean, we have <laughs> loads of rocks and stones now in our house, but she's re. Uh, it's you know, there's something lovely about collecting the stones, embedding the memories into that stone. And every time we look at that stone now on our shelf, we remember that yes. day, we me- remember, you know, the, what we we feel on that day. And so when you do come, if you wish to bring a stone or you can pick up any of the stones of Jeff's that's along the trail mm-hmm. and then you take it with you in your pocket or in your hand and you walk home with them along the trail. So you're embedding your own memories of how you feel towards each artwork and then take it home with you, put it put it where you can see yes, them and every yes. time you see that, you'll remember your visit with yes, us at the Hopbun. Yeah. And hopefully it will bring back that kind of... It will yes. absolutely the same feeling of uh, peace and calm, yes. and you know, yeah, yeah, your lovely experience with us. Now, talking about stones, you've actually got one. I have, on I have brought one there, with me. Haven't you? So, tell us a little bit about that one. It's very tactile. It's very textured. Uh, it's actually um, so. This one's actually been donated by Rebecca herself, uh, which she collected from the Bose Museum as she was working there in Richmond. Um, and it's such a lovely, it's lovely stone. So all the stones are also not only Jeff from Jeff, that who's collected from all over the world, but also we're asking all the artists to contribute their own yes. stone as well, mm-hmm. without telling us details about what that stone really means to them. But you would know every stone that's been presented, there are stories, hidden stories yes. behind them. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. So um, I will. You can have a look at the stone. Yes, I will take it over. Obviously, nobody can see what I'm doing. It's got that lovely pattern on it. Yes, so it's so tactile, isn't it? I just can't stop touching it. (laughs) 
if you depending on how you look at it, it almost looks like it might be a, a creature in some That's right. directions or whatever. You could or it would some be medieval your, cave drawing yes, as well. Absolutely, but it, it would be your. Uh, everybody's going to interpret things like this differently, mm. aren't they? And that is part of the attraction, isn't it? Well, um, actually, funnily, we've also created a children's booklets uh, for for activities for every child. They actually have a booklet they can take with them, and on the first page is for them to. Co- to pick out their own stone yes. and name their stone to oh, take right. home so it becomes yes. their yes. companion on their journey. <laughs> so they have to draw that stone and, you know, and on, on the booklet yes. and give yes. it a so, name. Now that would be interesting to see what some of the kids have named That's their right. stones. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure you've got some really unusual names on there. <laughs> right, um, an- another artist perhaps that you could tell us um, a little bit about what, what they've um well, I, I, um, there's Harris Kitos that we spoke of earlier uh, who came from London. So he's created the string installations. The strings are very fragile. There's, uh, there's a lovely fragility to this ephemeral uh, installation. But what's nice about it is changing through time. Every week I walk through the trail, I see little seeds stuck to them, little mm-hmm. leaves yes, falling yes, into them. And, and it's just building up and building up. And, and these are all series of like 50 strings to 70 strings per per set and they look like musical stores so obviously you have insects like parking on the string and they look like notes and creating some sort of musical structure in the space fantastic so lots and lots of different things as as we've already said which whatever your inclination is as as far as different forms of art are concerned there's probably going to be something there for you isn't there And and also quite a few of them by the sounds of it um equally interesting to kids you know i mean we're not talking about high art that's only for you know well we we i feel strongly about inspiring kids yeah because what are we building the hot one for we're actually building it for them yes it's actually for the future generations so i mean jonathan comes from he said he was actually a contemporary ballet dancer so i'm i was a sound artist and we've always been talking, I mean, for years of creating an art center, an art contem- contemporary art center, a, a legacy we can leave behind. So when we die, we know we left the yes. world, leaving something mm. of worth mm. that will make a change for the future. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that if I do a lot of really good, inspiring um, activities for the kids, they will it'll get them thinking. It's like sowing the seeds and sowing the right seeds in yes. their mind and mm. getting them really loving nature through art and loving art through nature. And you have got a fair few years left in which to leave legacy. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so you've got plenty of time to build on it um, and um, expand it. And it's it's, it's just... It's just lovely that it's it's in our own little county here oh, in, in Nottinghamshire. We, we we have all sorts of lovely things here in Newark and in Nottinghamshire in general. But um, that one sounds very different in, in, in a lot of ways and, and, and um, very valuable. I think that this, the, the, um, the continuity, the looking forward, and as you say, particularly for the next generation and the generation after that, it sounds fantastic. Right, we're going to have a little bit more music and then we will um, sum up some of the things we've been talking about and we'll also um, remind you of how you can get in touch with Angie and her colleagues at the Hot Barn to um, either go to the Living Landscape exhibition or to go to other things that are coming up. We'll mention one or two of those as well.
Peter Gabriel there and Games Without Frontiers. Now, we are rapidly running out of time here on Girls Around Town, heading up to the top of the second hour. And um, we need to have a, just a very quick few minutes. I hope we've got maybe four or five minutes more to talk to Angie. So, Angie, um, you were going to mention a couple of things in particular, and my brain has gone again. I'm <laughs> a, a morning this morning, aren't I? Um, so, Living Landscape, um, yes. Living Landscape is going to be an open arts trail of eleven artworks, uh, and also uh, the contribution is actually from uh, artists and makers at various stages of their careers. That was it, yes. So, some of them are actually recent Nottingham Trent University graduates. Some of them are lecturers from De Montfort and the Royal College of Music, as well as award-winning artists such as Susan Isaac. Um, but yeah, you were going to ask me about what are we offering as well, apart from Living Landscape. We have live music events as well. Yes. Um, there's Guy Turner that's going to be doing a concert in September in in support of the Young Awards musician. Um, there's Chili July Band. There's a couple of other folk music bands as well. But what's uh, what I would like to highlight is actually we are offering open table lunches as part of Living Landscape. Right. So we created this communal table where people could come and book and eat with us by foraging on the land and oh, cook yes. together. I did we're see actually something on the that's website, right. Yes. We're going to cook it. We're going to cook together. We're going to look at what uh, what is edible, what is not, um, um, and also uh, on this la- lunches, we're actually inviting various speakers. So speakers that's going to talk about art and nature. That's going to uh, discuss about how we can help be more responsible to nature. Fantastic. I mean, the idea of having a bit of a forage for that's, your lunch. Is yes, that's right. Yes. And, and again, I'm sure that that would particularly appeal to the kids, you know, that they can go out and sort of rustle around through the, the grass and the, the trees or whatever and find. Well, I did this because I, I forage myself because I forage myself and um, I have been teaching my daughter. So I do have to mi- be mindful with her because. She's constantly eating through through every path that we eat. I'm like, no, 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 not that one. That's not edible. So, so, so what kind of things do you find? That well, there's loads and loads of things on our land. I mean, stinging nettles is, is abundant. I mean, it's really, I make pastos out of them. Um, um, there's plantain. I also you make make them into some oil to kind of soothe if you have an insect bite yes you can yes. do that mm. you can make tea from clover flowers or, or from dandelion flowers you can make uh you can make so many things <laughs> the, the, it, it, it is actually surprising to, to people who, who haven't sort of looked into it before just how many things out in in nature in the wild you can eat yes actually um, there is yes, there's yes, a lot yeah. there's a lot of things if you know what you're looking for yes, yes. i mean mushrooms obviously be my i mean be very careful you, with that those. one i wouldn't go for without <laughs> some guidance yes you can you can make uh, major mistakes there can't you so um as i say i'm sure that there will be particularly youngsters who will think that is an amazing idea to be able to sort of um Pull up a few nettles and, and absolutely, see it, yeah. Even if they don't, but I think it it's important. Themselves. I think it's important for kids. Um, you know, quite a lot of kids don't know how to grow things. Mm. They don't see the connection of how the food comes to no, the table, no. and also when you don't see the animal and how you know understanding when you're eating a chicken on the table. Do you do you do you have that affiliation with that animal? Yes. That, you know, and and I think. Reminding them, showing them this was an actual creature, this yes, was an actual yeah. being. Yes. And we've been trying to be careful about making sure they're well fed, they're well taken care of, and that great 
gratitude towards them giving up their life so that we can sustain yes, ourselves. Yeah. I think that's something I always try to remind my daughter too. Fantastic. So that is absolutely amazing. Right, we are pretty much out of time. I'm really, really sorry to have to let you go. But before I do, just very, very quickly, remind everybody of that website address where they can find out all the details of all the different things, including foraging and, and, and <laughs> so you can, it. <laughs> yes, you can find us at hopbarn.org.uk. It's the hopbarn.org.uk. And the event itself starts it's, a week on... The, the, the that's right. We're talking about a week on Wednesday... Yes, it's, it's called the Living Landscape. And it's which days of the week? Remind it's Wednesday again? again. Wednesday. Yes. It's on the uh, Wednesday. And, and then when is it open? It's open certain days of the week. That's right. It? I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the additional Sundays. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, I hope that everything goes amazingly well for you. I'm sure lots and lots of people will come along and enjoy it. Thank and you. make the most of what sounds like a beautiful setting. Thank I'm you very much, June. Uh, Thank you're you. You're very, very welcome. It's been lovely talking to you. I am just going to set off a little bit of final music. And um, as I say, I will let you go. <laughs> Angie, thank you very much. Thank you very much, June. Thank you. Right, one last piece of music. Queen and David Bowie there taking us up to the top of the hour and that means that I have literally got just a couple of minutes to tell you uh, what to expect this afternoon here on Radio Newark and also what to expect next Sunday. So very, very quickly, who have I got coming in next Sunday? I have two guests, uh, again, one on the phone and one in the studio. On the phone... um, which way around are we doing it? Yes, on the phone in the first hour, Jane Keatley is going to be back to talk about the Boston Book Festival with an update on that. Um, she will be on the phone from just after 20 past 10. And then in the second hour, um, we've got Donna Hall from the Palace Theatre. She's going to be actually in the studio from 11.10 and she's going to be talking about something called Newark's Fun Palace, which is part of a national initiative coming to town this autumn. It's actually running from the 1st to the 3rd of October, celebrating all that the area has to offer, crafts and art, cooking and science, languages, and in a variety of different places. Newark Castle, the Marketplace, the Town Hall, and of course the Palace Theatre itself, all involved, will be involved in this. So that is next week. What have we got for the rest of today? Well, from 12 till 2 after I leave the studio, it is Paul and Nicola back for their um, Sunday lunch show. We've got Gary King from 2 till 4, Paul Lane from 4 till 6, Doug Hall from 6 till 10. And then we finish the day as usual with Mr McGregor. He'll be here from 10 till 12 with Mac behind the mic till midnight. And I think he's also covering again for phil and victoria on tomorrow's breakfast show i'm not quite sure um i know that phil is phil and victoria are back on tuesday so i'm assuming that mr mcgregor is continuing his coverage and doing tomorrow morning's breakfast show as well um i'm sure he will tell you anyway one way or t'other 
tonight when he's on between 10 and 12. Thank you very much indeed for listening and thank you again to Angie for joining me, for coming over to talk to me in the, um, well, both hours of the show as it turned out. I'll be back next Sunday at 10. You have a good week, take care and enjoy the reasonably good weather. Online, on FM and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark.